In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals fall to the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of 3-2 to two in overtime. Let's talk about that game next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we will talk about your Washington Capitals as they fall to the Metro Division leading champion Carolina Hurricanes as they fall in overtime by a score of three to two. We'll talk about that in this show. Later in the show, we'll talk about another great performance by Darcy Kemper, ultimately keeping this Capitals team in the game. Then later we will talk about TJ Oshie and John Carlson. Yes, add two more players to the long list of injuries to this Capitals team. But just to get it going here, your Washington Capitals do in fact fall by a score of three to two. And it was one of those games uh, that was uh, had a lot of offensive power. There were a lot of scoring opportunities, but ultimately the Carolina Hurricanes were the victors here. And uh, they are in first place in the Metro Division for a reason, uh, as they got great performances in net um, and by Freddie Anderson and a bunch of offensive power from a wide array of different players on the team. But this is not the Carolina Hurricanes team of old for many years you know i'm talking you know a few years ago they weren't that great of a team i know that they have a stanley cup win in there but there were some years in there where they weren't that great but rod brindamore has this team firing on all cylinders and they did not disappoint tonight as they put on a real offensive showing of power Uh, the capitals got goals from alex ovechkin and dylan strome but ultimately that was not enough to take down this Carolina Hurricanes team. The good news, though, is is they were able to pick up one point before they head back home and face the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, the Vegas Golden Knights, who are tied uh, in the NHL for the most points with Boston with 16. So it is going to be a formidable opponent playing the Vegas Golden Knights on Tuesday night. So the Capitals have got to get ready. They don't have a lot of time to lick their wounds. they got to regroup and get things together. This was a game that was minus TJ Oshie and John Carlson and uh, inserted Connor McMichael. And to be honest with you, he didn't really show up on the score sheet a whole lot. Uh, Connor McMichael didn't do much to put himself on the radar with just 643 on ice time. He was a minus one and also had a bad giveaway that led to a breakaway going the other way. And, you know, I don't want to put too much of this on Connor McMichael just because he doesn't get a lot of playing time. But part of it is to be said is that you have to make the most of your opportunities. So if, you know, you make any miscues, it kind of sets you in in the wrong direction. 
you know, it's kind of my contention, my belief that they should have probably gone with Sonny Milano uh, and put Connor McMichael down in Hershey where he could get more substantial playing time. He might get that uh, playing time up on the Capitals, but if he doesn't show up on the score sheet more than he did tonight, I don't think that will be the case. Um, so, you know, like I say, the Caps don't have a lot of time to sit there and figure out what went wrong. Ultimately, they did get some production in there, and it was Darcy Kemper once again keeping this Caps team in the game. If it wasn't for him, I think that that would have been a far higher score as far as the Hurricanes are concerned. It wasn't a great start for Washington, who surrendered the first goal of the game for the seventh time this season. And uh, those are the things that they have to work on out there. They can't just keep coughing up the puck and they can end up allowing that first goal. The Capitals do not play well when they're um, playing from behind. You know, they, they, they always play better, you know, like a lot of different teams out there if they have a lead. So that's one of the things that they have to work on is they're going to have to get on top of that Vegas Golden Knights team right away. Cassidy has that Golden Knights team firing on all cylinders. The Capitals don't have a lot of time to sit there and figure out what went wrong and what we need to change. They need to hit the Vegas Golden Knights with both barrels, and uh, hopefully they're able to pick up a win because it's a game Tuesday night, you know? And if you're asking me, it's probably going to be Charlie Lindgren in that, and I'm okay with that. Charlie is has been playing great this year, you know, in a limited sample size that we've seen him, but as far as Darcy Kemper is concerned, he played very well. He came up with a handful of huge saves, including several on the late penalty kill in regulation and a late PK in overtime to keep them in the game and guarantee at least a point and take the game the distance to the shootout. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where it was just back and forth, back and forth. Um, and then it ended up going to overtime. And I thought the Capitals would be able to pick up a W, uh, but ultimately it was not the case. Uh, Darcy coming up big as the Capitals took eight penalties and put the Hurricanes on the power play six times. Kemper put on a show to carry Washington to the shootout. Kemper finished with 33 saves on 35 shots. That's good for a .943 save percentage if you're doing math at home. He's looking more confident with each game and has a .922 save percentage with his new team. And um, again, I've kind of been singing the praises of Darcy all season, uh, but you know it's good to see that production. That was the argument all along is that Darcy played well with a Colorado Avalanche. He's not going to be able to do it with this Capitals team. Let, let me let me tell you this. Darcy has kept the Capitals in these games. You know, what we talked about off the top there is, you know, uh, being on the penalty kill all the time. That is not helping this Caps team out. They have to find a way to play more five-on-five hockey. With Carlson on the shelf, the blue line saw quite a few changes and did a decent job. Um, both Nick Jensen and Eric Gustafson were big difference makers on the offense as both picked up uh, assists with some great finesse. And um, that's what it's talking about is, is picking up, you know, when other players, you know, maybe you know, had a little bit more slack there. We knew John Carlson was going to be out. So that meant that there was going to be a bigger demand on the blue line. And in this game, Nick Jensen and Eric Gustafson stepped up. So the Capitals ended up going with Matt Irwin. They pulled him out of deep freeze, his cryogenic freeze. They thought him out and inserted him in the game. And guess what? Just like Matt Irwin always does, he played uh, okay, I've got to say. 
Um, he's one of those rare players that you can kind of, like I say, you can put him in the deep freeze for a lengthy period of time and he comes out, you know, kind of just like, okay, guys, I'm ready to go. You don't run into that too often. I got to be honest with you. Usually there's a bit of a leg there. Dylan Strom scores his first goal of the season to tie the game one-to-one. Uh, Strom's goal, two goals, five assists by Connor Sheary and Nick Jensen. It give each player seven points on the season, tying them with Alex Ovechkin, four goals, three assists for the team lead. Shuri and Jensen have now recorded assists in consecutive games. It marks Jensen's six assists in 10 games this season, which leads the Capitals. And Shuri and Jensen just showing up big. And, you know, Jensen, who is a defenseman but has that two-way game to him, is really kind of jumping out on the page. He was a guy that just a couple years ago was on the trade block. Yes, Jensen was. Um, It was one of those funny things where he kind of had a down season and then last season had a resurgence and all of a sudden, I don't know what happened with him, but he, he just totally changed his game and now Jensen is one of the better players on the Capitals right now. Um, so, uh, and and I don't know what he had to do, but I'm glad that he did whatever he did because he is playing uh, very well as of late. And Connor Sheary as well. You can put him in anywhere and he he just does a great job. And he's one of those guys that doesn't complain. You know, he'll, you know, put me on the top line, put me on the fourth line. I really don't care. He just, you know, kind of goes about his business and plays great hockey game after game after game. You know, Connor Sheary, another guy, the Caps got to lock him up. Invaluable to this team. Just a really uh, great player. Jensen's assist marked his 98th career point, 14 goals, 84 assists, leaving to, uh, excuse me, leaving him two points shy of 100 career points. Ovi scores his fifth goal of the season on the power play to put the Capitals ahead two to one. It marks Ovechkin's 785th career goal in his NHL record 288th career power play goal. Again, Alex Ovechkin, game in, game out, breaking records, peeling them off one after the other. And uh, this is just a really special time to be a Capitals fan. This is a great time to be an NHL fan in general, even if you're not a fan of the Capitals, to say you were alive to see Alex Ovechkin peel off all these records you know for the longest time people revered Wayne Gretzky as the greatest NHL player of all time you are seeing Alex Ovechkin knocking off those goals one after one after one and uh, the projection on him is that he's going to pass Gretzky uh, by like the 24-25 season so it he he will do it you know save you know some major injury but just a really special time to be a Capitals fan Ovechkin is now 17 goals shy of passing Gordie Howe for the second place on the NHA's NHL's all-time goal list and two goals shy of passing Howe's mark for the most goals scored by a player with a single franchise Howe 786 goals with the Red Wings. Ovi's goal was also the 399th goal he scored on the road, which trails only Wayne Gretzky, who had 402, for the most in NHL history. This is what I'm talking about. Just peeling off records one after one after one. And, um, you know, all the biggest thing that we have can hope for is that Alex Ovechkin is that Russian machine that never breaks and he can stay healthy. Um, you know, that would be one thing that would be a big setback for him is if, in fact, he did get injured. But as long as he can keep firing on all cylinders and just keep playing in top form, 
even if the Capitals aren't playing the greatest as of right now, just for Ovi to keep, you know, keep doing big things and breaking records all the time. It's really a special time to be a Caps fan. Eric Gustafson recorded the primary assist on Ovi's goal, his third assist of the season. Kuznetsov recorded the secondary assist on Ovi's goal. It marks Kuznetsov's sixth assist of the season, tying him with Jensen on the team lead. So it's good to see Kuzi showing up on the board again. That is the big thing. You know, people are talking about how he's a bit snake bitten. He's playing on the second line center now. That was his job on the top line for the longest time. It was Ovi, Kuzi, and Tom Wilson. Now Dylan Strom kind of surplanted him, and now he is playing on the top line. You know, I would say that if Kuznetsov can continue in the right direction, then I think uh, that, you know, he might be able to bounce up to the top line and solidify that spot up there once again. But uh, Dylan Strom, you know, filling in admirably for Nick Backstrom in his absence, you know, not a real apples for apples comparison. I wouldn't say that he's as good as Nick Backstrom, but has played well. Um, and then, you know, talking about Connor McMichael, he's looking for his opportunity. Um, but, you know, he's got to make the most of, of those opportunities as he was pretty much um, silent on the score sheet and was a minus one in the game. You know, that's one of the things that you have to do is you have to make the most of your opportunities when they are available. I don't want to fault him too much. This was his first game in quite some time. And, you know, there's a little bit of rust there when you kind of spend the time up in the press box, not watch, you know, playing in a game. You know, there's pregame skates and there's practices and all that, but that does not replace real-time experience. So that's what we're hoping for, for Connor McMichael is to up his game or ultimately they're probably going to send him down to Hershey and cycle someone up. My bet ultimately at some point, is Sonny Milano. I just think that, you know, he is poised and ready uh, to make his big break on this team. All right, so after the break, we will talk about John Carlson and TJ Oshie and how we add two more players to this long injury list for the Capitals. We'll talk about that next. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Capitals listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and packages theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that their families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why I love it. I had an issue where someone broke into my house. The police were dispatched thanks to Simply Safe. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report a third year in a row. In an emergency 24/7 professional monitoring agents use a fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other 
other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on capitals. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about your Capitals as they fall to the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of 3-2. to two. It went to overtime, it went to the shootout, but the Caps were not able to pick up the dub. They ended up losing, but you know, it wasn't for a lack of trying, but they need to fine-tune their game. They need to concentrate more on five-on-five hockey. That is going to be their keys to success. We can't fault Darcy. He played lights out. They got to work on that. So in this next segment here, we are going to talk about the long laundry list of injuries on this Capitals team and add two more of them to the list. TJ Oshie is out indefinitely with a lower body injury and John Carlson is day to day. Add that to the already long list and it is a bit of a worrisome thing. Just nine games into the season, the Capitals' injury situation has already gone from bad to worse, writes The Athletic. On Monday, the team announced that T.J. Oshie will be sidelined indefinitely due to a lower body injury that he suffered Saturday night against the Predators. He stayed overnight in Nashville per a cap spokesman and did not travel to Raleigh ahead of the Carolina game. In the latest blow for an aging Washington team that opened the season with Nicholas Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Carl Hagelin out long-term, Only four games in, lost newcomer Connor Brown long-term to a lower body injury. That's a top six. uh, uh, Nick Backstrom, three top six right wings, Oshie Wilson and Brown, and a defense penalty kill specialist, Hagelin, who are now on the shelf for the foreseeable future with a tough schedule looming. In fact, including Monday's showdown at PNC, the Caps are set to play 11 games in 20 days. So, you know, that is a a tough thing when you just take a look at those big injuries. So let's kind of look at those a little bit closer. Nick Backstrom is probably going to miss the lion's share, if not all of this season with that hip resurfacing procedure. What did they do? They ended up getting Dylan Strom to fill his role. He's done a pretty good job, um, but you know, that is what they have in him. Uh, Tom Wilson, as we know, uh, had that knee issue uh, that he had surgery on. He is scheduled to be back between Thanksgiving and Christmas. The Caps then went out and picked up Connor Brown to fill his role. And guess what? He got injured as well. And then, of course, Carl Hagelin, who took that stick up high and now has a lower body injury. He is out indefinitely as well. So the injuries are really starting to stack up for this Caps team, this aging Capitals team. And now you start adding a bunch of injuries to that. It really makes it tough. And it makes you wonder, do they have the depth in Hershey or are they going to have to go out and make some sort of acquisition? I guess it remains to be seen how much time TJ Oshie and John Carlson are going to make. The worrisome one for me is TJ Oshie 
when they said he is out indefinitely. Um, you know, that could be the rest of the season. It is pretty vague, but when you say indefinitely, it doesn't mean that it's day to day or week to week. It means it's going to be some time. So the Capitals have to hope that, you know, either Connor Brown or excuse me, Connor McMichael, um, or like a Sonny Milano, something like that, or another player in Hershey can really step up or they might have to go outside the organization to pick someone up. I don't see that being the case. I think that ultimately they will go with Connor McMichael or a Sonny Milano, something like that. But I know that a lot of teams are facing injury and it's nothing new around the NHL, but the Caps really have to hope uh, that they can kind of, you know, get some of these players back at some point. Tom Wilson, you know, is going to be back between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Having him come back is already just a big step. From a salary cap perspective, Backstrom, Oshie, Wilson, Brown, and Hagelin represent almost $26.5 million in collective cap hits. The salary cap ceiling this season is 82.5 million asked if he delivered a message to the team following Oshie's news coach Laviolette said a speech was not necessary we didn't even talk about it he said it's business we like the lineup we have in there versus Carolina Carlson was also expected to miss Monday's game which he did to a lower body injury he suffered in Nashville the Caps number one defenseman however is listed day to day it's certainly a better label, right? Laviolette said Carlson's status for Tuesday's game against Vegas has not been determined. The Golden Knights last played Sunday. They'll be in D.C. waiting. And that's one of the things that I've heard talk a lot about the beat writers from Washington talk about a well-rested Golden Knights team sitting atop. Uh, you know, they're tied for second in the NHL with points at 16 facing a struggling Capitals team. Let's be honest, a Capitals team that has a lot of injuries that they're dealing with. How are they going to fare against the Golden Knights? You know, if you're a fan of stats, you don't want to look at it because you'll probably wince and not want to look at it. It's like looking at the sun, like, uh, I just don't want to talk about it. I would love to be wrong. I hope the Capitals can go home and really take care of business and take down a Golden Knights team. I think it would be good for morale. I think that morale sometimes is a bit low on this team. You know, it's real high and low, high and low. One game, you'll get a really great performance. You know, you take a look at the Predators, for example. Felt pretty good after that game. But then you have a game against a formidable opponent like the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, let's just talk about this for a minute here. You're going to have to beat the good teams if you want to, you know, get the ultimate prize, which is hoisting the Stanley Cup over your head in June. Um, you know, it's one thing to go in and say you played a really poor team in the NHL. You know, you can go into and play the Arizona Coyotes and beat your chest that you beat the Arizona Coyotes. But does that really mean anything? I think that's a little bit of a hollow win, isn't it? Um, what you need to do for morale is to go in and just beat a really tough team. If they could have found a way to go in tonight, and I know it was, it went to overtime, it went to a shootout. So it's not like it wasn't, you know, a good Caps game. You know, they, they were in it, obviously, if they went that far into the game. But they have to find a way to close out these games and pick up the big W because that's what it's all about. There's no column in the box score that says C for the game was close. It's either W or L. Of course, there's the shootout as well. But ultimately, the Capitals uh, can feel happy that they were able to pick up that one point that they didn't end up not picking up any points, but, you know, just picking it up and being ready for a Vegas Golden Knights team tonight, Tuesday night at home 
winner, you know, it's a really a big deal if the Caps can pick this up. As for Oshie, this latest injury marks another setback for the 35-year-old who was limited to just 44 games last season. Due to a host of injuries, this summer he underwent a core muscle procedure and as a result eased his way into training camp. What a kind of a vague thing, core injury. I guess that is, um, you know, kind of open to interpretation. It's hard, Lavulette said of Oshie. He certainly has been through it at least in my time here, it can weigh on you mentally at times too. Then the physical part of rehabilitation and getting back into the lineup. And so there's a lot that goes with it. And, you know, just taking a look at it, he is not the youngest guy on the team. He is up, up there, you know, as far as age is concerned. So you got to start to kind of wonder if these players kind of just toy around with the idea of hanging up the skates. You know, how many times can he have issues with concussions? Uh, how many times can he have issues, you know, with core uh, problems that he had uh, worked on in the offseason before you say the rehabilitation for me it's just too much I'm going to hang up the skates I hope that's not the case but you know if I was him I could definitely see how that would go through his mind all right so after the break here we will talk about the kind of some depth of players for the Capitals we will talk about Stevenson and how, you know, he is, Clay Stevenson is one of the guys in the Capitals pipeline who is slowly making his way back. Yes, the pipeline for the Capitals net mining situation is fully stocked with Fukale and Hunter Shepard and Clay Stevenson. And um, I think that, you know, the future is bright for there, but he is making his return and he is going to start first by playing for the Stingrays. Let's talk about Clay Stevenson next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals. In this final segment here, we are talking about Clay Stevenson, one of the draft picks for the Capitals, who is, you know, a future. Uh, if you take a look at Hershey right now, it's Zach Fucale and Hunter Shepard. That's who is there. And then you take a look at uh, the Stingrays, the ECHL affiliate, and... Um, Clay Stevenson is slowly making his way back to the team. Garen Bjorklund, another big player in the pipeline. Again, the Capitals always have a really good knack for drafting good goalies. They just always seem to, to have a good knack for drafting good goalies. And I think that Clay Stevenson is no exception. The Washington Capitals are dealing with a myriad of injuries, but got some welcome news on that front with regard to goaltender prospect Clay Stevenson writes Washington Hockey Now. Washington loads Stevenson to the ECHL affiliate Stingrays on Monday as he continues to recover from hand surgery he underwent on October 1st. Stevenson suffered the injury during training camp. The 26-year-old netminder timeline was four to six weeks with South Carolina. He will get some playing time and rehabilitate as he continues his campaign and works his way back to full strength. It's a very open communication here, which was one thing I really liked in my pursuit of team Stevenson said of his deal. They see just what they want and the best for me. And it's the, it's great to come to work every day for the Capitals organization. He will likely get to play with the AHL's Hershey Bears at some point as he recovers. Zach Fukale and Hunter Shepard are the current tandem in Hershey. Um, so Stevenson, you know, he does have a, a good track record. Stevenson signed a two-year deal, uh, entry-level deal with the Capitals back in March, following a standout season with Dartmouth. 
that saw him post a .922 save percentage and a 2.70 goals against through 23 games. He was one of the top free agent college goaltenders available. And, you know, from all the stats and the things that I've seen on him, he does sound like he uh, was a good option for the Capitals. You know, assigning a two-year entry-level deal, the Caps have some time to see, uh, you know, ultimately what they have in him. But like I said, if you just take a look at historically this Capitals team, you take a look at Braden Holpe, uh, who worked his way up from Hershey, Michael Neuverth, who worked his way up through the system, Philip Grubauer. Uh, those are just the ones that I can think of most recently off the top of my head. But the Caps always have just a really good knack for picking up good goalies. And the future is bright. I know that we have Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. Darcy signed a five-year deal. So we know that he's going to be playing on this team for some time, you know, uh, on paper anyway. That You know, unless something, you know, they trade him, I guess, at some point. And Charlie Lindgren, too, signed a three-year deal. So the net-minding situation is solidified now. But it's always good to have your eyes on the horizon and the capitals horizon, as far as the net mining is concerned, looks good. It looks like, you know, they're set up to be in a good position going forward here. And it's good to always have that good depth because what is the one thing that I talked about in this podcast tonight and throughout the season is the long list of injuries. Netminders are not immune to that injury either. And if you take a look at Darcy Kemper, he has spent a significant amount of time on the injured list. So that is what good that they have Charlie Lindgren. But if you always then want to take a look another level down the depth chart, you have someone like Zach Fukale who played well for Hershey. And then you have a guy like Hunter Shepard and Garen Bjorkland and Clay Stevenson. So the caps are set up in a good position. If you take a look around the league, not every team has that great depth in net. You know, the Capitals sometimes have are said to have kind of a depleted uh, AHL and ECHL affiliate, you know, in certain positions. But the net mining position is stocked and the Caps, I think, are in a good position going forward. And, you know, that's a positive step if you're a fan of this team. It's not just how are they doing today, but in the long term, uh, how do they think they will be? Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. Let's hope the Capitals can pick up a big win tonight as they take on a big opponent in the form of the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, I'll talk to you guys again next time.